Chapter 12 of Dynamic Thought or The Law of Vibrant Energy by William Walker Atkinson. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Recording by Jill Preston of Los Angeles, California. Chapter 12 The Law of Vibrant Energy in previous chapters, we have seen that the phenomena of radiant energy, known as light, heat, magnetism, and electricity, had their origin in the motion of the particles. The different classes of phenomena, depending upon the particular degree and nature of the aforesaid motion of particles. We have seen also that radiant energy could be communicated or transmitted from one body of substance to another and that the communication of transmission might be accomplished not only by close contact of the bodies, but by waves of some sort which were caused in some medium, the ether, by the vibrations of the particles of the body, and which waves, when they reached the other body, were transformed into vibrations of the particles corresponding to those manifested in the first body. The idea has been illustrated by the sending telephone, the sound waves in the diaphragm of which were transformed into waves of the electric current, and thus passing along the wires were transformed again into sound waves by the diaphragm of the receiving instrument. We have seen also in the preceding chapter that the medium by which these vibrations were transferred, transmitted, or communicated might be supposed to be mind, the operation being akin to thought transference. Now, let us examine into the workings of the matter. In the first place, we assume a certain state of vibration existing in a certain body of substance, heat or electricity, for instance. Either illustration will answer. Another body of substance is brought in close contact with the first body and the vibrations of energy pass on to the second, not by waves, but by a seeming actual passing of vibrations without the need of intervening waves. This science calls transmission by conduction, the theory being that the particles rapidly pass on the vibrations from one to another. Convection or conduction, along other forms of substance such as hot air, hot water, steam, etc., is but a variation of the above, as substance is the medium in both cases. The third form of transmission is by radiation, whereby the vibrations are transmitted by waves in some medium other than substance, according to the theory as we have described in a preceding paragraph, as well as in previous chapters. As a matter of fact, a careful analysis of the matter will show that even in the conduction of the most solid substance, there must be a medium, not substance, between the particles of the substance. 
for the particles always have space between them. This being true of the particles of air as well as those of iron. So there is always space to be traversed by a medium, not substance. But we need not stop to split hairs regarding this question, for the general explanation will explain this also. Now, to get back to our body of substance, vibrating with radiant energy, separated from a second body of substance by a great distance, thousands of miles, in fact, millions would be better. Let us take two worlds, for instance, the sun and the earth, ignoring for the moment the explanation of gravitations, which will be given later, and realizing that there is no medium of substance existing between the two bodies. We must grant that there is a medium, not substance, existing between them, either permanently or thrown out for the purpose of this special transmission. We shall assume a medium existing before the need of the transmission, for reasons to be seen later. Our theory of dynamic thought and thought transference between bodies of substance compels us to suppose that this medium is a mental connection or mental relation existing between the two bodies of substance. So, we must consider the question of this medium of mind transmitting the vibrations of radiant energy from the sun to the earth. How can mind conduct radiant energy? It does not conduct radiant energy, but it does transmit. Not radiant energy, but the mental state that causes radiant energy vibrations. This statement of a mental state causing radiant energy vibrations seems rather startling at first sight, but let us examine it. We have seen that the radiant energy was caused by the motion or vibrations of the particles. Which motion or vibration was the result of the workings of the law of attraction? and which law was but the manifestation of vital mental action. And, at the last, the vibrations of radiant energy are the result of peculiar or particular states of the life and mind of the particle. The word state is derived from the Latin word status, meaning position, standing, and is used generally in the sense of condition. This mental state of the particle may be described as a state of emotional excitement. Let us pause a moment to consider the meaning of these words. It often helps us to understand a subject if we examine the real meaning of the words defining it. Emotion is derived from the Latin word emotum, meaning to shake, to stir up. The Latin word being made up of two other words, i.e., E meaning out and motum to move. Emotion is defined as a moving or excitement of the mind. Excitement is derived from the Latin word excitare, meaning to move out, the English word being defined as a calling to activity, state of active feeling, aroused activity. So you see that the idea of active motion and aroused activity of mind 
permeates the term emotional excitement that is used by the writer in connection with the mental state causing vibration of the particles of substance. The single word excitement will be used by the writer hereafter in the above connection in order to avoid complex terms. To those who still object to the use of a mental term in reference to motion of substance, he might remark that science makes use of the term excite and excitement in reference to electrical phenomena so that he is not altogether without support in the use of the word. Now, to return again to our body of substance, the sun, the particles of which are manifesting a great degree of excitement, evidencing in vibrations producing the phenomena of radiant energy. The excitement is shared equally by its particles, the contagion having spread among them. Even the particles of its atmosphere are vibrating with excitement and evidencing radiant energy. The sun is in direct mental connection with the earth, as we shall see presently, and the excitement is transmitted by thought transference along this mental connection in the shape of dynamic thought waves of excitement. These waves have a rate of speed of 184,000 miles per second. Why this particular rate, or any rate at all, is not apparent, it being very evident. However, that this particular kind of mental action, excitement, or thought is not transmitted instantaneously as is the mental quality known as desire, resulting in an attraction or gravitation, which seems to be rather a basic quality rather than a temporary disturbance or emotional excitement. But the writer must not get ahead of his story. The excitement of the particles of substance composing the sun is contagious, and the thought waves travel along the mental connection or medium at a wonderful rate of speed. Soon they come in contact with the mental atmosphere of the earth and the excitement becomes manifest in action. The emotional excitement being reproduced by the particles of the earth's substance nearest the surface which vibrate and manifest the radiant energy in spite of themselves for the tendency among particles is to settle down and remain calm rather than to participate in emotional excitement. They have acquired a normal and fixed rate of vibration or mental state after many years, gradually changing from a high state of excitement to a comparative calm state, and their tendency and inclination is conservative, and they are disposed to resent and repel radical states of excitement or disturbance coming from other less conservative bodies. The above fact partially explains why the communicated excitement manifests itself more strongly on the surface of the body exposed to the contagion of excitement. The conservative influence is always at work and manages to absorb and equally distribute the energy that is beating down upon it without allowing it to penetrate very far. The energy is used up or absorbed and neutralized by the lower vibrations of the mass.
The effort of the energy coming from the sending body is to bring up the vibrations of the receiving body to the rate of the sender, while the effort of the receiving body is to resist this effort and to reduce and bring down the transmitted increased rate of vibration of the particles immediately exposed to the contagion. In both cases, the effort is toward equalization of the rate of vibrations. This working of the law may be observed plainly in the case of heat vibrations. The energy seeming to wish to bring up the vibrations or temperature of the second body, while the latter resists this effort and strives to bring down the vibrations or temperature of those particles of itself that have caught the motion. The energy is like a radical agitator who wishes to stir up an excitement leading to a change, while the body is like the conservative element that prefers to let well enough alone and resists the stirring up process and exerts itself to restore quiet and to maintain accustomed conditions. The explanation of the phenomenon given in any work on physics or natural philosophy will answer fairly well in the consideration of this theory of dynamic thought. The only important change being required being the substitution of thought waves for waves of the ether of science. Science has described the working operations as might be expected from her years of careful study and examination. She has erred only in the theory or hypothesis advanced to account for the facts. Her ether, handed down by Aristotle, is admitted by her to be paradoxical and unthinkable but she has had none other to substitute for it. She will probably sneer at the dynamic thought and thought transference theory advanced in this book, if indeed she takes the trouble to examine it. But sometime, from her own ranks, among her most advanced members, will arise a man who will claim that all force is mental force, and that transference of energy is thought transference, and the scientific world will accept the doctrine after it finds itself unable to fight it down, and it will give new names and terms to its workings, and it will proclaim loudly the new truth. And this little book and its writer will be ignored, but its work will go on. The writer, although probably doomed to have himself and his theory laughed at by the masses of people, whose children will accept the teachings of this book, does not feel discouraged by the prospect. He cares nothing for personal credit, the truth being the important thing. Like Galvini, whose words appear on the title page of this book, he may cry, I am attacked by two very opposite sects, the scientists and the know-nothings. Both laugh at me, calling me the frog's dancing master, but I know that I have discovered one of the greatest forces in nature. The illustration given above of the transmission of the excitement of the particles of the sun to the particles of the earth 
will answer equally well in the case of light, heat, magnetism, and electricity, and it will answer in the case of the transmission of these forces between atoms, molecules, and masses, as well as between worlds and solar systems. Any body subject to the law of attraction may, and do, so transmit vibrations. In our consideration of the riddle of the Sphinx, which forms the subject of the next chapter, we shall obtain further particulars of the workings of the law. The consideration of the facts and principles stated in this chapter brings us to a second supplemental proposition, which may be stated as follows. Supplemental Proposition 2 The rates of vibration of the particles of substance may be likened to mental states and a high degree of the same may be called an excitement. This excitement may be, and is, communicated from the particles of the body manifesting it, to the particles of other bodies, the medium of such communication being a mental connection or mental relation existing between the two bodies of substance, without the employment of any material medium, and which excitement, so communicated, reproduces in the second body the vibrations manifested in the first body, subject always to the counteracting efforts of the second body to maintain its accustomed and former rate of vibration and mental state. End of chapter 12. Recording by Jill Preston.